Teresa, I think it's time to record a podcast. I'm going to bow out of this one. But it's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. That joke was my wife's. And it was very good. Uh, My wife is so funny. My wife. Have you guys seen Borat? (laughs) It's hard to tell if it's real or not. Because it seems like a documentary, but it's just so wacky. Welcome back to another episode of Schmanners. Um, So we were talking... I pitched out a couple ideas, and Teresa pointed out that it had been a long time since we did, like, a really specific episode. Right. And so we wanted to pick something, like, that was, like, not, like, party etiquette, where it encompassed a big, huge thing. We wanted to do, like, specifically bowing and curtsying. And I also, because I see it as, like, a form of bowing, I added, like, head nod to the question list. Well, I mean, it definitely is. It's kind of the way in the West that bowing has evolved and we'll get to it we'll get to it so i mean listen we usually kind of fiddly fart around as my dad once said and we made fun (laughs) of him forever in the beginning but do we just want to get like right to talking about the thing sure i mean i could fiddle and or fart a little bit more (laughs) how have you been how's your lunch i mean my lunch was great thank you for asking okay great so bowing and or curtsying Okay. Um, so the it act- began in 1965. No, okay. way, 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 way back. 1964. Nope, way back. 62. No, okay. further back. So, uh, probably with ancient man, um, before really civilizations got started, um, those that specific human species was probably closer to animal in my way of thinking i believe in evolution well because it's true go on um and a lot of our physical tendencies probably took cues from animals as well so like have you ever heard maybe when you encounter a bear or like a a lion or something i have not done that yet but go on you're supposed to... Make yourself big. Uh, or make yourself small. Make yourself small is is what I'm leading to. I know that there are some animals where you're supposed to make yourself big to scare them away, and some where you're supposed to make yourself small. Right. Like, that's why the fetal position exists, right? <laughs> like, I'm little and non-threatening and maybe already dead. Kind of like backing away slowly, making yourself look smaller. This is the idea... Of bowing, almost. Yeah. Where well, you're saying, you're bigger than me, I submit... And, uh, you know, you're you're the head honcho. So a great everyday me. example of this that I would say a lot of our listeners have probably already witnessed is dogs. There is uh, an instigation of play behavior where you will see a dog kind of like almost like they're doing yoga, stick their front paws out mm-hmm. and like lower down their front half while keeping their butts up in the air. Downward dog. Right. And that is a play behavior that is like a, a form of submission that says like, hey, let's play. But that is like a dog bow. That's like an inherent natural thing that dogs do. 
Right. Um, so then this behavior has developed to mean maybe not in a physical sense, you are bigger than me, stronger than me, um, but more in a kind of status, like a social way or I mean, even, if you've ever heard the phrase, I bow to your wisdom. Right. I mean, literally, that's literally. what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is, like, traditionally now, people have bowed to things like monarchs, mm-hmm. right? And then bowed to things like gods. And also, I would say even beyond that, like, teachers. Okay. Um, well, I mean, that comes later. Oh, okay. okay. So, uh, so I'm You're st- saying at this point when we're talking about... Gotcha. I'm still talking about antiquity. Gotcha. So there comes a point... Where the separation occurs between monarch and God, whereas it hadn't been separated before this. Gotcha. Right? So, like, for example, the pharaohs. God king. God king. So you probably behaved very similarly when you were worshiping as to when you were uh, groveling. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Oh, man. I can never remember if it's prostrating or prostating. It's prostrating. No, I've yes, said it out yes, loud. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Do so, you think that there was ever a time when a pharaoh farted and everyone was like, God just farted? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably weird, right? That's not important. Go I don't on. Know. Um, and so this is where things start to divulge, right? Or Diver- diverge. Diverge? Diverge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Um, and so different societies began to make different uh positions basically for uh, religious bowing and social bowing that's where prostrating comes yeah that's where one would lower themselves completely to the floor uh put their even face on the floor yes um and that became closer to what something would someone would do when bowing before a god and worshiping, and not as much what people would do when bowing for a uh, for a ruler. Yes. Um, it's what I picture uh, when I picture Islamic prayer. I had to look it up sure. to make sure I was thinking, but like that—that that is when I think of whenever I hear the word uh, prostrating. Now that is kind of the body language, the body position that I associate it with. It that like all the way. Down on the ground, you know, like head down, touching mm-hmm, the ground. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like I said, at one point, there was God King. So you were still doing this lying down for the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, it starts to divulge and more of a kneel became appropriate for the monarch. Um, and that's where a courtesy <gasps> comes from. See? Uh. That's also where the word curtsy comes from you are doing your courtesies by curtsying that's my head my head just exploded but this this kind of half kneel curtsy move was done by uh at the time both everyone was done by everyone yeah right because that's the thing is like i learned this during a lot of like classical shakespeare but like whatever classical theater is like when you are curtsying right you you if you catch yourself kind of halfway through kneeling down it's a very similar position with your feet like i'm doing it right now with my feet but like you're kind of putting and mm-hmm. then you would just keep going down with one knee and then you're on the ground kneeling right? right like it's it's 
a curtsy is kind of halfway between standing and kneeling. Exactly. So then we come to the 17th century where uh, gender roles began to be more more important and segregated within society. Um, So then men took on the uh, took on the posture of the the bowing from the hips mm-hmm. with bowed head um and women retained the curtsy kneeling ish status okay um i've also always wondered if that had to do somewhat with clothing i in my research i did find that perhaps it had something to do with the length of skirts uh-huh um but See, I was it thinking doesn't... more of like curse, uh, uh, corsets and like the boning, making it hard to bend at the waist. Well, okay. This is a tangent, but the waist isn't a real thing. It's, it's, it is a point on the body that doesn't actually bend. So when you bend, you bend from the hip uh-huh. and most corsets stop before the hip. So if you bend correctly from the hip, you can still bend over. And I guess for a long time, especially if we're talking about like aristocracy and like royal courts and stuff, dudes were probably in in corsets as well. At least something similar. Something similar. Yeah, some kind of girdle. Even without the boning, it probably right. And again, the waist is not a place where you bend. It's just a measuring point on the body. Anyway, like I said, I digress. So. Here is how we come to a crossroads between the East and the West. Okay. Especially the United States. Okay. Once the United States broke off from England. Can I guess? What? I think it's a pride issue. We we don't have monarchs. That's we do right. Not bow. That's it. We don't bow. So the only retaining of any kind of bowing or kneeling was more of a social like graces. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, hello. Exactly. It was more for um people of your own social status to acknowledge each other. So we get to the idea of nodding your head, tipping your hat, bowing slightly to uh, whoever you might know or meet on the street. Um, and then also several different types of curtsies and bows were concocted as kind of like performance mm-hmm. respect. Um, different from bowing in the theater, which we'll talk about probably after the break. Um, but like uh, when debutantes were being debuted, things like that, especially. Um, I really like the way you just said debuted. Debuted. But you said it like with like all the emphasis on the debut part and like <laughs> debuted. And it was like, oh, I got chills a little bit. Well, you're welcome. Yes. Okay. Um, and so curtsying in that way became, like I said, more of a performance. Right. That that was less of like a, uh, you know, a, a deference thing and much mm-hmm. more of like, this is just what you do. Whereas in the East, bowing is still more about respect and deference and social status between social groups. I feel like, and I'm saying this as as very uh, light knowledge of this, but I feel like we could do a whole episode just about the structure of like bowing in Japan and like what, how much you bow to who and who bows first. And who, I know that there's a lot of stuff about like 
greetings and mm-hmm. who speaks first and mm-hmm. but I don't know enough I, about I it to do speak on have, it. I do have a summary okay. that I can give after the break. Okay. So let's take a break. Oh, I see. This week, we're sending out our thank you notes to Zola. So Schmanners is supported in part by Zola. And we've talked about Zola before. They take the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites that include dream registries, affordable save the dates and invitations. Not not dream registries like last night I dreamed this. (laughs) But more like here's the registry of my dreams. But even that could be like the registry of my dreams. Um, and easy to use planning tools because planning the wedding is the hardest part. <laughs> um, and they have over a hundred beautiful wedding designs that can complement any couple style. And their store has the widest selection of gifts at so many different price points. There's something for every guest to feel comfortable giving. Um, we took a look at their website and one of our favorite parts is the fact that you can split a single purchase between guests. So if someone wants to contribute to a larger gift but can't maybe purchase the entire one, it's so easy to just give a partial gift imagine like how many people in the past have said like okay well i'm gonna call cousin sue and cousin jim to see if they'll go in on this thing with me and then i gotta remember to collect that 50 dollars for them and for the right this takes all that out of it and you just say like hey log on and do it right so you don't have to worry about asking them for money and they deliver it wherever you take it you tell them to so you could deliver it right to the couple's address um so you our listeners can start your free wedding websites and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. All you have to do is go to zola.com slash schmanners. Teresa, I have an idea for a website and it's really good. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's so good that I'm kind of afraid to say it out loud here. But here goes. I call it Zula. Okay. Z-O-O-L-A dot com. Mm-hmm. And basically, you set up wedding websites for your animals or for other animals. Say you want to marry, like, the two deer in your backyard, right? You go to Zula and you set up their wedding registry, right? And I think that maybe if I set up this website and it's a big hit, I can finally retire from this podcasting rat race. <laughs> And just settle down. And here's the thing. I don't have to know anything about coding or even like how to make a website because I can just go to squarespace.com and do it all there. Um, Say I want to like publish contents, photos from the the animal weddings I've set up. Little or, deer in, in a in a tuxedo. Yeah. Or, or like maybe I can do like their engagement photos, you know, where it's like one of them looking this way and the other one looking. Anyway, it'll be cute. Um, and I can sell products and services of all kinds, promote my physical or uh, my online business, and beautiful customizable templates to choose from, everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, and a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, and it's free and secure hosting with 24-7 award-winning customer support. So if you want to stand out with a beautiful website, and please don't steal my amazing idea, you can do it with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com schmanners for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code schmanners to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control. My sister won't stop stealing my clothes. I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. Uh, I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away. Tipping, automotive etiquette, siblings, roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Judge John Hodgman is tough, but fair. fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. (laughs) I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, isn't even a funny shirt. I shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now, Teresa, Mm -hmm. you teased that you were going to give us a little summary of bowing in Japan. Uh, Please take it away. Not only uh, are there different bows for different situations, there are different bows for uh, different genders. Uh-huh. Um, so as far as, let's talk about body posture. Okay? okay. So if you are bowing from a standing position. Okay. Um. Is it is it too specific if I go into like inclines? Well, maybe a little bit. Give us a taste. Okay. Um, like I said, bow from the hip. Uh-huh. Um, at approximately 45 degrees with the neck straight. Okay. Um, and this is when, like I said, bowing from a standing position and you want to try and keep the space between your collar and your neck even. So don't, like, elongate that space. Okay. Right? Um. This this is kind of like a, a formal occasion thing, right? Okay. Um, and if you are sitting, um, you will most often when you're sitting in a lot of these Eastern cultures, you'll be sitting on the floor, right? Um, with your shins flat against the floor underneath your body and your toes pointed behind you okay does that make sense if i how i explained okay and the way that you would bow for that is you would put your hands on your toward the outside of your knees you would place your fingertips lightly touching the ground and keep your gaze down Moving at a 15 degree angle. Okay. And that's from sitting for a formal. Yes. Okay. That's from sitting. Okay. Um, and the longer that you hold the bow, the more respect you are offering. Okay. So um, 
30 like so this 30 degree kind of bend polite bow is for as i understand it pierce okay um and 45 degree is more deference and longer okay um there is a kind of trend i read about where women instead of keeping their hands on their legs are keeping their hands closer together like touching kind of making more making themselves more like smaller but according to my research that's not traditional but as as we know cultural things evolve all the time yes but i will also say you don't have to make yourself smaller take up space you deserve (laughs) it So if you are interested in learning more about this, might I suggest tofugu.com and we spell T-O-F-U-G-U. And we will post a link in our description box um, talking about uh, this wonderful article that was written by Mami Suzuki um, about bowing in Japan. There you go. So. Is there anything else you want to talk about history or should we get to questions? Um, let me think. Let's talk about different royal bows. Okay. Um, monarchs, most monarchs have a preference of, of who should bow and how. Is it a personal preference or is it like by country? So like, it's not like Queen Elizabeth II said like, when people bow to me, here's what I want. Or is it just like, uh, this is I how mean, you bow to the royal family? Basi- in- I mean, basically the monarch sets it. Okay. So they decide how they would like to have uh, I would like people to do the hokey pokey when they bow to me. <laughs> Can I do that? So the king and queen of Spain seem to uh, receive bows and curtsies on a very regular basis. Even their children uh, greet their majesties with a bow or a curtsy. Could we um, train BB to do that for us? Hmm. I said train. Like she was like, Anna, I'm the worst dad. <laughs> I will train my daughter. Oh, God. Forgive me, BB. I'm sorry when you listen to this in the future. Um, the United Kingdom has has slowly evolved into less and less of bowing of... Um, the commoners, as they're called, where only really the royal family bows to each other. Okay. Um, it famously, Mrs. Tony Blair did not curtsy upon meeting Queen Elizabeth, um, but Mrs. Gordon Brown and Lady Thatcher did both courtesy, and there's there was a a whole to do about the idea of because um, Mrs. Tony Blair was yeah, ob- obviously married to Tony Blair. Um, there was this kind of like political statement made of it. Um, it was very, very interesting. I just want to say Cherie Blair. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, just to get. Okay. Okay. In general, um, when you're a diplomat to another country, you are expected to bow, except the United States forbids its foreign service personnel to observe such acts. 
um, as representatives of the president. I see. Uh, I d- I'll say this. Hey, I don't like that. You don't? No, I don't care for it. There's something about saying don't observe someone else's like thing when you're in their country because we don't do that that I think is is not great. But that's but you know what? It's personal that's my personal feelings about it. If I were president, I'd say like, yeah, you know, literally win in Rome. Literally. <laughs> I I think that the handshake has slowly uh given way. Um no, I have to say that the other way. The bow has given way to the handshake is what I mean. Yeah, um, but as like, a kind of more formal greeting. Mm, I could t- I I just forgot that I wasn't on trends like these for a second. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> yes, please. We're not on um trends like these no. things. Yup. All right, I think I'm ready for some questions. Okay. So, the first uh comes from Fiona. Are curtsies on their way out as gender becomes more and more fluid? If not, when it is a, when is it appropriate to curtsy instead of bow? Okay. Well, as we as we explained earlier, curtsy is really just kind of almost kneeing, almost kneeling. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole thing that you see, like in the movies and on TV, where people grab their skirt. And kind of like flare it out and bow their head and all this stuff. That's not, that's just demonstrative. That's not really what a, a curtsy is about. That's not part of the f- like form. Right. Okay. Uh, you're supposed to keep yourself straight up um, and, and not, you know, play with your dress. So I think that it really is just kind of, it should be personal preference. Um, I know people when they they design their theatrical bows um some people kind of you know bend the knee and nod the head um i know that i personally frankly don't have great balance so i much more i'm trying to think now when i do theater bows but i think i'm much more kind of like lower my whole body uh curtsy ish without like bending over full of the waist because i also have a huge head and if i bend over full of the waist (laughs) it'll just keep going and pull me right off the front of the stage like kelsey Grammer. oh boy yeah did you see that one clip where he fell off the stage it's not important i did see it okay um so i don't know if it's so much on its way out but in western society neither pose really has much to do with um with the kind of reference and deference that that it used to have though does I that make say, sense yeah but to, to harken back to what i was saying about my problems with u.s diplomacy and whatever is if you find yourself in a culture or society where that is not the case and there are like certain observed cultural rules or expectations i think my personal especially if you i, I would say if you are a visitor is to try to follow customs as much as you can. Sure. Um, while still being true to yourself and not making yourself, uh, you know, feel uh, like less of who you are. Um, this is from Lauren. I once read that you're supposed to bow slash curtsy from the head, not the waist. What's the difference? I assume you mean like oh, lead. Yeah, lead. Um, I would say that it's probably easier to... it. it According to my research, I, f- I feel like what's her name on school bus when I say that? 
Um, is it Dorothy? Is that her I name? Don't know. I don't know what her name is. I can't remember. I uh, I have read that you are to initiate at the hip because keeping the back straight, one is is the form and two is like better for you oh see i was thinking the other okay because this is saying you're supposed to leave from the head or you're supposed to bow from the head not the waist because if you leave from the waist the last thing to go down is your face uh i don't think it's supposed to be a ripple um but if that's why if you're leading from the head i keep bowing away from the microphone to do it you're leading with the head and all going down in one plane whereas if you start if you lead from the waist then well you think of yourself as like a hinge right but then but then it feels like the exact same motion whether you're leading from the head or the ah maybe 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 this is like a oh what's the thing uh alexander technique right Mm -hmm. where this is so that's a it's an acting movement thing where you don't actually do something on purpose so much as you think about doing it and that makes you do it so, like, rather than trying to lengthen your spine, you think about lengthening your spine. Anyways, so this is maybe, like, to help with your form. Think about leading from the head to whatever. Doesn't matter. You know what? I've gone. I'm full of beans. <laughs> um, so this is from uh, Hidden Valley Homie. Sure. Is bowing for a greeting related to bowing after a performance? Is one a result of the other? Aha. Here it is. So... Bowing after a performance is a thank you or an act of respect to the audience. Like, thank you for watching. Thank you for clapping. Thank you for for being here that the performers give to the audience. Um, And so it is kind of related, right? So you, the performers give their respect to the people of the audience, much like when you greet someone, bowing is a sign of respect. And I have to think that that comes from the time where we... So right now we think especially a lot of like celebrities or very famous people and where we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just got to see such and such performing this thing, right? But back in the day, like the people showing up to see theater were like lords and ladies and like dukes and stuff. Absolutely. And so it was very much like the only reason we get to perform is because they haven't decided to shut us down yet. And so it was, there was a lot more deference at that point. Um, this question is from Hope. Is there a too low bow slash curtsy? Like, would it be viewed as offensive? Um, I wouldn't think that it would be viewed as offensive to go too low, but it might result in embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Not for yourself, but I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe for yourself, but also for the person you are bowing to. Yeah, uh, they may become flustered or embarrassed, not feeling worthy of of whatever kind of you know respect you've given them with that too low. I would say it's it's best to stick to cultural norms. What it reminds me a little bit of, like when we went to Scotland and asked the bartender about tipping, and it was like, yeah, it's it's a lot more about familiar, like that it's not expected. So if you do it, or if you say like, I'll buy your drink, right, it can feel overly familiar or if you tip someone for just doing basic service it can feel like over the top formal right and so it really is like knowing that when you go into it so you don't either act bow too familiarly with someone or like come off as far too formal like no no before you go that's what i always say (laughs) um one last question this is from marge 
What do you do with your hands when you bow? Every time I've been in a play, I feel really awkward when I have to bow at the end how to remedy this. I'll tell you what not to do. Okay. (laughs) Because, okay, this is honestly making fun. If you do it, it's honestly fine. This is my personal reference. This is something, like, and it's this thing that I've seen so many actors do where they bow and they kind of put their hands together. Like, they're almost clapping. The prayer hands. A little bit, and they're like, think. And it, it, like, I don't know. It just comes off a little bit much for me when actors do that. But then again, I also, myself, when my younger days, did like the full sweeping arms, you know, (laughs) out to the side. Yes, you're welcome. Don't do that either. I think, you know, like, now I'm trying to remember how I bow. One hand on your stomach, one hand on your back. No. Um, How are you supposed to bow? Um, So everybody kind of has their own style, but... um, here are a couple of descriptions of of some famous bows. Um, Tony Award nominee Mr. Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Um, when he was starring in Long Day's Journey Into Night, he really preferred the ensemble bow, which is where everyone comes out, holds hands, hands go up together, And then everyone bows down with the hands, right? So we're all holding hands kind of like a wave, but it all happens at once. (laughs) Yeah. I'm now I actually have been able to remember how I bowed when I was in theater. And I can't I don't know if I'm proud of it or not, but it was much more of like a head incline while still Mm -hmm. keeping my eyes up and almost like I was blowing a kiss. Like I think it's the sign language for thank you. Now I've got to look and make sure that because that's what I've always thank thought. Thank you yes. is a touch to the lips yeah, and down. Thank you. So like that that is what I have always done. Bow and sign language. Thank you. Yul Brenner at the end of his his famous role in The King and I would often thrust his arms up like signaling a touchdown and then take in the applause and bow swooping all the way to the floor. Uh, see what I like to do is a backflip. Uh huh. I like to do a standing backflip. Where I land in a split, giving a thumbs up. And that's like my bow. Um, What most people I have seen do is they bend at the hips with their feet together and their legs straight. um, Nodding while they bow and uh, sort of bending, I would say, no more than 15 degrees. Yes. Uh, I I don't know if I've ever seen anyone go directly down to the floor on their bow. Um, but then I have also seen a small curtsy with another head nod and palms down uh, facing out towards the audience. You know what? Do whatever you want. That's the thing is, okay, with one exception, don't take forever. That's the exactly. one. Like, Ooh. do your bow, get off. But... If you if you want to like wave or if you want to like sweep your arms off, if you want to do the prayer hands, you can do prayer hands. But like I always love when when the director choreographs the bows. Yes. With the timings and says everybody's gonna do it just like this and everybody go, looks the go, same. Go, go, go. Right. And I, then we'll take our time on a big group bow. Yes. Right. 
All right, that's going to do it for This is our curtain call. Thank you. Thank um, you, audience. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Um, thank you to Max Fun for having us. Um, if you want to go check out all the other amazing MaximumFun.org shows, you should because they're all incredible and you'll love them. Uh, you can also go to Macroy.family and check out all our various Macroy projects and merch and tour dates. Speaking there. of our Macroy projects, my new favorite. I love the empty bowl, Justin, and um, the author of Seriallessly.com. Oh, really nice. Very contemplative. Do I would say do in recommend. one sense, it's a meditative podcast about cereal. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so go check that out. Uh, my Brother, My Brother, Me, and the Adventure Zone are coming to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and New Orleans in, well, so my brother, my brother and me is going to be in uh, Alabama and then Adventure Zone and my brother, my brother and me will be in New Orleans. So if you want to check that out, maybe get tickets to it. You can go to McRoy.family. Um, also, we're going to be at PodCon. Uh, we're not doing a Schmanners there, but we'll, we'll be there. So you'll probably see us around. We're going to do my brother, my brother. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> let's see what else, Teresa. Is that it? No, we always do our thank yous to Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where there's those are found. Um, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. Thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our cover banner for the fan run Facebook group Schmanners Fanners. Please go join that if you uh, need or like to give Schmannerly advice. Um, please send us your topic ideas to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Um, and you can also send us a tweet to at schmannerscast. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.